Well, howdy, everybody. Tonight, we're going to start off um, with a question we got through the podcast, and then we're going to answer it, and then we're going to listen to the audio from some older videos that kind of expand on some of the ideas presented in that answer. So here's the question. Hi, Bo. This is Danielle in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I have a niece and a nephew. Age 11 is my niece. Age 9 is my nephew. And I'm asking you how do we get them, uh, this, their generation into learning survival skills that they can use in life and of course in emergencies? And is there anyone that you recommend to go to for any kind of training? I myself haven't learned any yet, but I would also like to learn it at the same time. Thanks. Have a good day. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. Uh, first, let me start off by saying if you are not particularly interested in the specific topic, understand that the techniques I'm going to talk about to use to engage the youth in learning something can be used for any topic, not necessarily, doesn't have to be this one. Now, we got a question via the podcast, and the question is basically, how do you engage the youth in learning survival skills? And where would I recommend going for training? Okay, If you have a boatload of cash and you don't want to do it yourself, uh, Outward Bound. Outward Bound is really good and they teach it the way I think it should be taught. Okay, That's the problem you're going to find with most really good instructors who teach it well and teach it beyond beyond just learning the practical skills. There's a whole other side to it. Um, the thing is, those instructors can make a ton of cash um, taking corporate executives out and doing that. So you, you have to compete with that price point to get them to do it. I know a couple of guys that make an obscene living uh, basically babysitting executives walking up and down the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> um, so aside from those, who's going to be the best instructor? You. You will. You will. You will do as good a job as them and better than the bargain basement guys. Just trust me. Now, for those who don't think that this is something their kids need to learn, what are the side effects of learning survival skills? You'll learn to critically think, problem solve, uh, think on your feet, improvisation, self-reliance. These are the side effects. It, it's worth doing. It's worth doing. Even if you think that nothing bad will ever happen. It's worth doing. Okay, so we're going to start off with the don'ts. And there's just one. There's just one that I see commonly that people do. Don't try to toughen up your kid. Don't. Just don't. That was a common thing in the 80s and 90s. You know, you wanted to toughen the kid up. Don't do that. Um, teach them the skills. Make it fun. If they have to suffer, they just have to suffer. In a, in a survival situation, you don't have to practice how to suffer. If you're in that situation, it's going to happen. Um, you, you don't have to toughen them up. Uh, not physically. Yeah, mentally, it happens along the way. You don't have to go out of your way to make this hard on them. So what's the first thing you should do? Get a copy of the U.S. Army Survival Manual and read it. 
Um, you can buy it at any local bookstore. It's in our Amazon store. Um, you, if you just want to download it, you can get it for free at archive.org. Um, I, I would suggest getting a hard copy and keeping it just, just in case. But you can get it and print it out from archive.org. Okay, so you want to make it fun. How are you going to do that? You can't even get them engaged. Don't fight popular culture. Don't fight popular culture. Don't fight the things they want to do. Okay? I've mentioned, mentioned before, I use zombies as, as a teaching tool for survival. The reason is, aside from it being popular and the skill sets being the same, if you can survive a zombie apocalypse, you can certainly survive a hurricane. Um, the metaphor is there. People who aren't trained, that don't have a good idea of what to do in an emergency, what do they do? They follow the mob. They just try to satisfy basic instincts. They don't really have a plan. Zombies. I mean, it, it, it's a good metaphor. It's there. But let's say that doesn't resonate with whatever youth you're trying to impart this to. Find something they're interested in that does. You know, your, your kid sits around and plays video games all day. Don't yell at him to get off and go outside. What are you playing? Fallout? You want to learn how to do that for real? Play with their interests rather than just trying to hand them a new one. Just find some way to relate it. That's, that's all you have to do. And then it makes it a little bit interesting. And then it's a little less of a problem getting them involved. Um, and then from there, you've read the book. So come up with hip pocket classes, little activities that can be done at the drop of a hat. Organize them ahead of time. Little things that you can do to teach them little bits and pieces of it at a time. So it's not a classroom setting. It's them doing something with, with you. Um, a good example <laughs> is you're out, you're away from your home. Right now, where can you find food, water, fire, shelter, a knife, and a first aid kit? And then they have to think of it. That's important because it, it helps them think on their feet. It increases situational awareness. It makes them get to know the area. Um, and those are all positive things. Those are all positive things. There are little chemistry sets, STEM sets, where you actually learn to build something. You know, you, you build a battery or you start a fire with a chemical reaction or whatever. Those little things, they're cheap. They're like five bucks. Get them, do that one. Use that to teach something else along the way. Little hip pocket classes, little activities that can be done in downtime. Um, escape rooms are good for helping develop that mindset of seeing that things aren't always what they are. You can make it something else. Those can get kind of pricey, going and participating in those little rooms. They have uh, paper and pencil ones that you can pick up at, at big box stores for like five, ten bucks. Um, other than that, 
wholesome activities, you know, uh, take them fishing, camping. Next time you're going to barbecue. Yeah, we're going to barbecue, but we're going to do it over an open flame, not in a grill. We're going to do it over a campfire, which they build the fire. They've now learned how to do that. How are you going to cook an egg? heat a flat rock if you're wondering um, and that again <laughs> that alone I mean, what are you doing you're doing something that doesn't happen in this day and age anymore you're spending time together as a family um, so the best instructor is going to be you because you're going to understand them you're going to be able to relate to them on, on a much better level than some random person those instructors that are that have figured out that that's an important part of it, they're ridiculously expensive. And more importantly, this is something that's, that could be fun. And could that quality time, that ever-elusive quality time that you don't get to spend with your family anymore, there it is. Just make it fun. And for God's sakes, do not try to toughen up your kid. They don't need to be tough physically. They need to be tough mentally and they'll figure that out along the way. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night. And we're back. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and run an ad. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why I use zombies and uh, why I gave that list of things to look for. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So tonight we're going to talk about zombie movies, kind of. We're going to talk about what they can teach us about life in general and about surviving natural disasters um, because the rules are the same. The rules are the same. I've mentioned before that if you want to talk to your kids about natural disasters and how to prepare for hurricanes, earthquakes, this type of thing, you can frame it as a conversation about zombies. And oddly enough, talking to children about zombies is less scary than talking to them about hurricanes because zombies aren't real, and they know that, but the rules are the same. More importantly, when people start to learn survival skills, they start to look at the world in a very, very different way. They see the impossible as possible. They see what things could be if you looked at them the right way, and they learn what's really important in life. So, what are the rules? Zombie movie. You're surviving a zombie outbreak. What do you have to do? You never travel alone. You stay with your group. Okay? You get somewhere safe, and you stay put. That's what you need to do in a natural disaster. Communications with the outside world. It's critical. What you're really trying to do, you're trying to raise the other guys. You know, get them on the radio, talk to them. Let people know you're alive what you're doing in a natural disaster. Most of the people you come across are going to be good people, just in a bad situation like you are. Every once in a while you're going to meet that person that's trying to exploit things. Supplies are pretty much everywhere. You just have to know where to look and how to think about them. After Michael, there was a group of people that were sheltering in a restaurant and they needed medical supplies. Nothing major, but they had an injury. It never occurred to them that there was a first aid kit in the kitchen because they were up in the front of the house. 
those rules of society, they were still in place. They didn't go back into the kitchen for whatever reason. They stayed up front. There was a first aid kit. There was what they needed 15 feet away. But we're so used to that consumer life that if we didn't buy it, it doesn't exist type of thing that they never thought about it. I assure you there are people right now in the Bahamas that are, I don't want to say looting because that's not the right word, they're surviving however they have to, and they are finding supplies in odd places. You know, And even prior to the event, prior to Michael, I watched two people argue over water in a store, and they were between a display of Gatorade and a cooler full of Milo sweet tea. If you were just looking for something cheap to flush your toilet, the sweet tea would have worked. If you were looking for something potable water, the Gatorade would have worked. But people get in that mindset of, I have to get water. No, you have to get something wet. And beyond that, it teaches you to improvise. And that's one of the most important skills in life, in my opinion. It's one of those things that lets you see what things could be rather than what they are. And when you do that, you start to see everything around you. This is a battery, if you can't tell. As components, rather than some finished consumer product, you learn to improvise. And when you do that, you learn to see the world in a different way. Because things can be something else. I think it's really important for the youth of today to learn survival skills for that reason. Because I think with everything going on in the world today, it might be really important for them to understand that the impossible is possible. And that the way things are isn't what they have to be. That they can change it. That they can use the tools around them to make something else. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night. And we're back. I've had a couple of people tell me that when they hear that, it's just a thought. It uh, They become Pavlov's dog and they're ready for it to be over. We still have one more segment and uh, we're going to start that right now. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So tonight we're going to talk about a subject I've been putting off because I get asked this a lot. But it's not really what most people on this channel signed up for. Um, people that know I have a survival background, um, they've asked me to do emergency preparedness videos. Because of the hurricanes, the earthquakes, it's probably the right time to do a basic one. One for everybody. And this is stuff that everybody, everybody needs to have. Um, as you probably know, and have seen with your own eyes from the last few major natural disasters, help doesn't come immediately. It takes time. Um, how long it takes depends on your state and how good your state agencies are and your local agencies are. Because the federal agencies are pretty much worthless. Um, now, that that's excluding DOD's efforts. Everybody else, they'll get here eventually. Um, but you need to have yourself covered for a few days, um, depending on the type of disaster. Uh, 
because they're, they're not going to be here right away. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is for everybody. This isn't for survivalists. This isn't for preppers. This is for everybody. Okay, so the first thing, water, most important thing. Okay, I would say two gallons of water per person per day, however long you expect to be without help. And I know people are saying, no, well, you don't really need that much. You can survive on a lot less. You can. You can survive on a lot less than that. However, you're going to want to cook. You're, you may be able to flush your toilet if you dump water into it. You, you may need to clean a wound. You may want to wash your hands. You're going to need water. Get gallon jugs or if you have, you know, like a Culligan thing at your house, get some extra five-gallon things. Keep it on hand. <clears throat> People think that, you know, I've got a case of Dasani at the house. That's enough. It's not. It's not even close to enough. You're going to burn through that so fast. Make sure you have water. Um, you can go through and get water purification tablets or life straws, and that's fine, and it'll work if you're out in the country. If you're in the city, that is not going to filter out all of the chemicals that are going to be in that water that you're able to find. So you're, you're not going to want to go that route. You want to you want to have fresh water of your own. Food, canned goods. Just get canned goods. You're not looking to eat organic and healthy and fresh. At this, you want the calories. That's it. And I would recommend a couple thousand calories per day per person. You're, you don't have to eat well, you just have to eat. Um, if you have the money, yeah, get the survival food, get some MREs, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, you're just trying to stay well fed enough to, to not deteriorate until help arrives. That's it. Fire, and by fire this also includes flashlights. Okay. You obviously need flashlights. Electricity is going to be out. Um, but fire, Bic lighters, uh, a Zippo, fire strikers, whatever. Okay, And you want to have multiple ones. One of the big rules of, of survival is if you have one, you have none. Because trust me, the second you are down to one of a particular item, that's when it's going to break or you're going to lose it. So you want to have multiple methods of doing anything shelter now this is for people who are sheltering in place why do you need shelter because something could fall through your roof or the the structure may become inhabitable so you want tarps you want mylar tents or blankets um after hurricane michael i saw people using the vinyl tablecloths from the dollar tree you want to talk about something that was cheap and i mean it wasn't ideal but it kept the rain off of them i mean i thought that was pretty genius um so again, and this is just for a few days. I mean, if you have the money, yeah, get a tent, whatever. But for most people, you don't want to spend a lot of money on this because most people don't think it's ever going to happen to them. Uh, first aid kit. You want one. I did a whole video on first aid kits from little baby ones all the way up to full-blown trauma kits. I'll put it in the, in the comments. Um, and then you also want your meds. You want your prescription meds. If you're on meds that you have to have, you need to have some extras. Um, a knife. And this is where I have to stop and give advice to people who are of that mindset, who are survival-minded people. You've probably given this exact advice to people before. And they didn't take it. And you wonder why. Um, 
and <laughs> most times I found out it's because of the knife. What happens is because we are people who are outdoorsy, we camp, we 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 fish, we you know all of this stuff, and we're outdoors. We're working with our hands. We use our knife a lot. So when we recommend a knife, what do we recommend? A really good one, right? They hop online, they go to Amazon, and they go to order an Emerson or a Spyderco, and then all of a sudden they're a whole lot less interested in this because they're about to drop $300 on a knife that they're going to stick in a box in the bottom of their closet. You don't need that. You just need a knife. I would suggest more, <laughs> much more valuable than a really good filled knife would be a multi-tool, like a Leatherman or something like that. And You can even get a cheap one. Um, it's got a knife on it but it also has pliers and a can opener. You know you're going to need that. It has all of those other things. A Swiss Army knife. This is another one of those items you want more than one of, though, because you're going to use it a lot. It runs a high risk of getting lost. Hygiene. Not necessary for survival for a week, but it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> so hit up uh, Dollar Tree. Go to the travel section. Deodorant toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, hand sanitizer, all of that stuff. Throw it in a bag, put it with the other stuff. All of this stuff stays together. That's one of the things. People say, I have all this stuff in my house. That's great, but after the hurricane or the earthquake or whatever, are you going to be able to find it? Keep it all together. The last thing is a battery-operated AM, FM, weather would be great radio. Um, the internet's going to be down you're not going to get reliable news except through the radio. Uh, when relief does come, you're going to find out about the pickup points to get supplies via the radio or from somebody else who has a radio. Go ahead and get your own. Make sure you have plenty of batteries for all of this stuff. Um, now, special considerations, because that's it. This is all you need to, to stay okay until help arrives but special considerations this is a lesson learned from Hurricane Michael uh, it hit here at a four um, because we were already set with all of this stuff and our home wasn't really damaged I was able to go down to Panama City and help with relief efforts and people were like man that's great it's good for you I'm glad you did that yeah I was down there doing uh, you know, cutting people out of houses with a chainsaw. But my wife was up here doing the hard stuff because we had no electricity and we have a bunch of small children. If you have kids, oh, please, go to whatever cheap little store is around you, the 99-cent store, the Dollar Tree, Walmart, whatever, and go through and get activities for them. Let them build a birdhouse, Play-Doh, coloring books, crayons, um, anything like that that's going to keep them occupied that doesn't require electricity. If you don't do that, your children are going to cause you more stress than the actual natural disaster. You have to find a way to keep them occupied. They don't suddenly become adults because there was a natural disaster. They don't really get what happens. Um, and then, obviously, if you have pets, you need food for them, their meds if they need any, water for them as well. That's it. That's it. There's not a lot to this. And 
if you have this stuff on hand, you're going to be in so much uh, a better shape than anybody else. This is all you need. <laughs> You'll be okay. Um, now, as, as, as you start getting into it, you're going to realize, well, I also want some rope. Or I also want this, or you know, this this factory is nearby, so I want to make sure that I have um, a rubber suit. There's all kinds of stuff that people think of, and that's good because you're developing a plan. In addition to all of this stuff, anybody that's going to use it, anybody that's part of the plan, needs to know what the plan is. You need to know where you're going to meet up in a secondary location in case you can't meet up at the first one. Then you need to have the evac location, the place you're going to go to if you can't shelter in place. And then a second one. And everybody needs to know about this. If you're discussing it with people that don't like to talk about this stuff, talk about it like you're preparing for a zombie apocalypse and they will remember it. It's also less scary if you're dealing with younger kids, not, not toddlers or anything that would be terrified of zombies, but kids that are a little bit older than that, but not really... Not really there to the point where they're actually going to really grasp this, but they'll remember what they're going to do to fight off the zombies. It's also less scary. That's it. Um, now, to those that wanted the advanced stuff, I'll do those videos. I will. And I will space them out because, again, this isn't what people really signed up here for. Uh, but this is something everybody needs. If you have this stuff, you're able to help other people because you're already taken care of. And in a situation like this, it's just your community. This is putting on, this is being on an airplane and putting your mask on before you put the person next to you, before you help them put their mask on. Just take care of this stuff and you're going to be able to help people. And you're going to be in a much, much better situation. And then we will go into how to bug out and get out of the area. Um, and we'll do a whole other video on that. Anyway, you guys stay safe. It's just a thought, and uh, everybody have a good night. Hello, my name is Patricia Wake, and I'm from America, but I live in Ireland. And a uh, friend of my husband <laughs> um, told me about your podcast. And I'm absolutely thrilled. I love them, love them, love them. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. They're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. I will. Um, so that's it for the show tonight. But you guys remember, go ahead and look for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And uh, look in the show notes if you want to send in or record a message and send in, ask a question, or tell me how much you like me or hate me. Anyway. It's just a thought for real this time. Y'all have a good night.